Welcome to Make It Better, the podcast that wants to make the world a better place, one person at a time, one day at a time, one betterment at a time. I am your host, Bruce Harrett. We are podcasting from beautiful Toronto, Canada, where we're having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. On the audio controls, we have Dave Boire, one of Canada's top voice recording engineers, and he happens to be the owner of DB Audio where they enhance the power of media with vivid sound production. Not just any old sound production, it's vivid sound production. So why not pay a visit to dbaudio.ca? That's the website, db as in Dave Boire, audio.ca. Our guest today is Natalie Campbell-JJ. She is a Toronto-based commercial photographer who creates images that highlight your superpowers and attract your ideal clients. That sounds good to me. I want both. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So are you staying cool in this tropical heat wave we're having? Actually, I am. I do enjoy the heat and I know how to, you know, stay cool in this kind of weather. I I actually kind of like it. Ah, okay. I know winter's around the corner, so I appreciate these moments. Uh, We must remember the minus 20 when we're enjoying the plus 30, right? (laughs) (laughs) And for our American friends, that's like really hot and really cold. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to ask you a little bit about your business. You're a commercial photographer, so you help businesses prosper by providing images for them. What they call, in the business, apparently they call that Visual assets, assets, they call it, like assets for your website, assets for social media, et cetera, that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. All your online or offline marketing needs to attract your clients. So you're part of that marketing communication type thing. What got you interested in photography in the first place? I was uh, working at a nine-to-five job, and um, I wasn't satisfied because deep down growing up, I, I was like the artsy-fartsy kind of person. I love the arts. And so I met uh, a colleague of mine was a part-time wedding photographer, and I asked him, hey, um, can I be your second shooter, see if I have an eye for photography? Fast forward, he said I did. He used a lot of the pictures I had taken, and that's what started my love and interest for photography. I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial and artistic, and that's the direction I took. Can I ask what you were doing before? Yeah, I <laughs> I used to be a collections agent in a bank, and I I was uh, I was an agent because I was studying ethnomusicology at the same time, and so so it's, you're it's a musician, so, <laughs> so you're into music as well. Yeah, so all the arts. Um, mm-hmm. I studied music first uh, through the World Conservatory and wanted to be a concert pianist at one time. I I just eat and breathe the arts and. I knew I needed to do that as a career, as something full-time. That's awesome. So that creativity, obviously, that mix of creativity of the different kinds, the musical creativity, all those things, they all blend together to help you take photographs that are more, yeah, I think they're more creative. I see one behind you there in the shot. It's a guy pulling open his shirt, and instead of Superman, it says, Kale. Yeah. <laughs> is he a... Is he a personal trainer? Or is he a, a, a nutritionist or something? Exactly. He is a registered dietitian, and um, I, his superpower is 
you know, helping people get optimal health. And I thought, let's do images highlighting that, that kind of superpower. You don't have to make a green smoothie. You don't have to be in the kitchen. You can find out-of-the-box ways to get an emotional connection with your images. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what do you love about your current job? I love the ability just to um, help clients see beyond what they do. Sometimes they come to me because they know they want something more visually. They want something that kind of stands out. And I love to be able to put that recipe together, knowing what they like, who their ideal clients and say, let's try this. So creating that experience for the client excites me. And then when they see the final image and watching them get emotional, it's, it's such a high, it's a real high. It's great. Because they come to me to see beyond what they can already see. You're used to your own world. You need someone to tap in there and say, let's, let's broaden it. Let's, let's get out of your comfort zone a little bit. That is so true. That is so true because I, I do marketing for other people. Now, yet when I try to do marketing for myself, I really need outside, outside help. Because it's, you know, we all have our blind spots, right, so to speak. Yeah. And we don't see ourselves the way our prospects or clients might. That takes your magic to have that outsider view and make maybe something a little more bold than we might be comfortable with. Do you, do you push people outside their comfort zone a little? I do. I, I do. And because I, I remind them, you don't want to blend in. I love Seth Godin and he, I'm going to misquote him, but the idea is that when you blend in, you're invisible. You're just, you're in a sea of sameness, but when you stand out, your true, um, your true colors shine. It, it, your true star power shines. And so I like getting them a little bit uncomfortable, but they, they go with it because they trust me. I'm not, I'm not here to mess them up, okay? I always say, right. my business to make your business look good, or I have no business. So they, that comforts them. That is great. That's fantastic. Um, is there anything you don't love so much about your work? What's, what's the thing you go, eh, I got to do that? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, after the photo shoot, there's sometimes the, there's like, the administrative stuff of part of my business, it's not my strong suit. And that's where I have other people help me out. Yeah, it's the non-creative stuff that had, that is important, essential. So that's when I pop out a bottle of wine <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> just, yeah, you, you got to do it. That's the side. You know, anything creative, I love it. But then anything administrative, the technical stuff, that's important. It, um, my eyes start to glaze over. Right. Right. So what you in, in creating the photographs and choosing the photographs and then doing any sort of uh, uh, color correction, retouching, you, you enjoyed all that part we call post-production. Yes, I, I do do that because I've already had the vision of how it's going to look. Mm. And um, yes, it's, it is, it can seem tedious, but because I've already, the shoot afterwards has excited me and I know the end product. It's, it's work that you do. It, it can be tough. It's sort of like exercise. You, you might say like, okay, got to do it. But once you're done, you never regret it. You don't say, oh, I, wish I, didn't. <laughs> I wish I didn't work out. Yeah. That's true. So we're kind of talking about how you make life better for your clients. So I would imagine that the benefit to them is that they perhaps can attract more of the right kind of prospects that they're looking for because it's targeted communication. Uh, but our program today is, is really about making life better for everybody, everybody around you. 
So I want to talk to you beyond your clients and move on from the business side of things, which is, you know, how we earn our money and how we uh, get some creative outlet, it sounds like, for you, which is fantastic. So how would you say that you help make life better for family? Uh, I would say, especially, in the, you know, in the times we're living in, I've appreciated time and moments. And so to make my family life better, I've really had to carve out. It's, I've sort of reprioritized a lot of things. Before everything happened, it was just like, go, go, go. And it's always coming from a good place. I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for my kids. And when everything kind of stopped in our tracks, I realized, hmm, I haven't had that many moments with my children. What I was focusing, which I thought would better our family life, it wasn't what we truly value. So time together, um, appreciating the small moments. And so this has really been a, a moment to to, to kind of change that. And so I've, I've really carved out, truly carved out time to spend with my kids and just appreciating the little details, the time together. That is so valuable. It's sort of, yeah, it's changed my perspective a lot. Not that I didn't have time. So it's not like buy and gone, you know, dinner's in the fridge. It was really, these moments, time is special. It's not, it's a gift to us. It's not promised to us. And so I've just enjoyed special, simple moments with my boys, and I want that to continue. How many do you have? I have two. Two. two a teenager and a tween, and an almost teenager. It's, it's two boys. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's a challenge. <laughs> oh, you know, the thing is, we all find middle school and high school difficult, period. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to get through that, you know, it's going to have its ups and downs. You're on your yes, way absolutely. you get through that. And you choose, you choose, you kind of choose your battles. It's, uh, you, you decide, is this, is this nitpicking really worth it? Is it really necessary? It's, you, it's really got me thinking about, am I making a mountain out of this molehill or is this something really to tackle? So I'm okay if, they're, if their bed is messy once. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about friends? Making life better for your friends. I... I just love my friends. I have a small circle of friends and just making our, our lives better is, is um, the ability. I want to be a listening ear for them to, to be there for them um, when they have, when they're going through a lot. I've, I've had some, I have some good friends where we're just a sounding board and it's sort of like iron sharpens iron, real conversations, real, um, real talk about, what we're going through and having that space where there's no judgment and just encouragement. And so I want to continue to be that for my, for my close friends. And, but at the same time, I want them to call me out and I, and that, and they're comfortable for me to call them out on, on, on maybe in some of our ideas and some of our crap and say, let's be real about what's going on in their lives. And I think that just, it's a great support. So being supportive and being there as much as possible, whether it's online or now, you know, it can be in person. Yeah. It's, I've seen the value of having true, honest friendships, and I treasure them. And I want to be able to be that kind of friend for them. Mm. 
Yeah, I know that listening, just listening without judgment, without interruption, is the greatest gift you can give to anybody. Mm -hmm. And so difficult to do sometimes, right? Because our thoughts get in the way, especially listening to kids yeah. and wanting to jump in and say, wait, 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 but just not, and waiting and waiting and listening and really listening. That power of being present, mm -hmm. you talk about being there for your kids, like actually showing up. And then with your friends, yeah, I, I know that for me, if someone can listen to me and let me just rant if I need to and not interrupt and say you're making a big deal out of nothing, mm -hmm. just let me have my rant, even for two or three minutes. It's so, so crazy and so helpful. Well, you're absolutely right. And I've had my ranting moments and I've had good friends who said, just let it out. And then having the real talk afterwards is so true. So true. What about, we talked about clients and family and friends and of course, they're all very important to us. What about making life better for strangers? That's really, you know, I've, I've not heard that kind of question before. I, I like that, Bruce. And um, it has crossed my mind uh, during, you know, with everything that's been going on. I think about when I go to the store and, you know, get my groceries. And I look at the faces of those, you know, the, the cashiers, the ones who've been um, going through this whole time of dealing with all sorts of clients, all sorts of customers. And I've taken the time just to stop and have a quick chit chat. You know, I'm really asking, how are you today? And then they'll, they'll be a little bit surprised. Like, oh, I said, has it been, I'll say to them, has it been chaotic? You know, ever since um, you know, everything has, the quarantine, the lockdown, I asked them, how's it been for you? I said, how is, how is today? Is it heavier, lighter? And they actually appreciate just being able to express how they felt. One, one young girl, she said, you know, thanks for asking. Nobody really asked. It's been a bit hard. And I said, I totally understand. I want to know. I want to let you know I appreciate what you're doing and dealing with a variety of people, personalities, and I hope your day like ends well. And sometimes I hope it ends soon and they laugh. And they're like, yeah, me too. Like their shift is almost over. Or sometimes they'll, be, they'll say, yeah, you know, it's been, it's been pretty good. I'm like, you yeah, know, thanks. Thanks for asking. Just letting them know that, hey, you're not, you're not ignored. You're not being ignored. So I've, I've made it a point now just to, just to have a, a quick conversation to know that, hey, you're not ignored. And you do that with uh, other people besides store cashiers? Do you do that, you know, waiting for the subway train to come or neighbor walking down the street, hey, how are you doing kind of thing? Are you generally outgoing like that? I'm I'm quite the introvert, but I but I also but I know that even a smile or good morning goes a long way. Mm. I mean, we don't have to act like we don't know each other. We're in the same community, if you will. And sometimes you might um, see someone and you both notice something really interesting and cute, and I might make a comment about that. Like, let's say I, I'm just going to make it up. Like, let's say um, two pigeons are like trying to fight over food, and one swoops in, and if if I notice that we're both looking at it, maybe I'll make a cute, humorous comment about, oh, that's what you get when you don't uh, watch your bread or something like that. And then they, we chuckle and it's like, a, it's a moment of, of life, you know, just noticing the moments of life. That's an interesting, interesting point, Natalie, that you don't have to be an extrovert to be friendly to people. Yeah. I'm an introvert by nature myself. And then I make these forays into podcasts and being on webcasts and all that. 
And generally, the thing about introverts is they're really good one-on-one. Yes. So I've, I've found like not being an extrovert, it's not been a problem to connect. It, but, it, but it is a decision. Isn't that really when we get up and go out in the morning, isn't it really a decision to decide to connect with strangers? Do you make that consciously or is it more habit? I must admit, my mother, you know, I gave her a lot of credit the way she raised us because she's an extrovert. So she loves the energy she gets from meeting a lot of people. And she really had to teach me <laughs> to say, all you have to, and I'm passing on to my son, to one of my sons who's an extreme introvert. I said, no one's asking for your kidney. I said, all you have to do is say, good morning. And that is it. You don't have to. And, and so that's what my mother always said. It makes someone, you know, you can always be a sunny, you know, a, a ray of sunshine by just saying good morning. Or she pushed it, good morning, how are you? And she says, and really listen to how they are, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I, it's, it's a great, it's, so it's been instilled in me and it's something I want to pass on to me. I pass on to my kids, especially my son who's really introverted. I said, all you have to say is good morning or all you have to say is hello or a smile. And he's beginning to realize it doesn't take a lot. Of, it's, it's nice and it's, yeah. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. And you also receive back because sometimes I find people, like people say, we live in a big city of Toronto and people say, oh, people in Toronto are so cold. And I have never found that to be true. If I'm at a bus stop or waiting for something and I'll just turn to the person and start talking as if we've known each other for years, like, hey, what do you think of such and such? Um, they're usually really great about saying, oh, well, yeah, and they're right in there with their opinion. Mm-hmm. They're really, really wanting to connect. And I think that's the human condition. Somebody has yeah. to get it started, though. Somebody has to be the brave one just to say, hey, you're not a stranger. You're a fellow human being. I care about you, and I want to have a conversation because that'll make my day better, right? Mm-hmm. So when you give, you get. Exactly, exactly. And it's true. And sometimes I, I can sort of read people. I can kind of tell, okay, maybe they don't need it. And that's okay. But uh, on average, just saying good morning or a smile, it, yeah, nobody's, nobody's mad at that. <laughs> really, nobody's really, nobody's really mad at that. We can, we can open up a little bit more. I used to, um, I lived in, not really lived, but I spent a lot of time in Brazil. And Rio de Janeiro is like a really populated place, more than 20 million. And what I noticed no matter where you were, if you went into an elevator, they would always say good morning. That was it. They weren't expecting more. They'd come in and say good morning. And then you got used to it that you would respond. You say good morning as well. So it's something that even big cities, you know, they can do it. Like it's just simple courtesy and recognizing someone else, another human being, and acknowledging them. I love that. All right. Oh, there's the message for the day. When you're in that elevator in a big city and it's dead silence, mm-hmm. and you know you've got another 10 floors with that person, <laughs> just, just say, good morning, how are you? And uh, they probably won't be scared away. Yeah. They'll probably be, oh, somebody, somebody said something great. All right. I have most of right. eyebrows raised for a second, and then they relax. I'm like, yeah, she just asked me good morning. <laughs> she just yeah. said good morning. Break the ice. Well, I'm just getting the signal from uh, Dave, our sound guy, Dave of Gibby Audio. And that's all the time we have today on Make It Better. Uh, thank you to Dave Warr, who's on the soundboard. Uh, thank you to Natalie Campbell JJ for being our guest today. I really appreciated you uh, taking the time to do this. Thank you.
Thank you for the invitation. I loved it. And thanks to all our listeners, wherever you may be in podcast land or whenever you're listening to this. Until next time, make it better. <laughs>